You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. The serious side of the J. Rao Show is coming up next right here on the TJRS Radio Network online radio at its best. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. 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 No more, it's none of my business. No more, I'm sure they'll work it out. No more, boys will be boys. No more, I'll say something next time. No more, why didn't she tell anyone? No more, she was flirting with him. No more, she's too smart to let that happen. No more, not my problem. No more, he didn't mean it. No more, why doesn't she just leave? No more, he said he was sorry. No more, she was drunk. No more, she was asking for it. No more, she seems just fine to me. No more, she should have been more careful. No more, we don't talk about that. No more bystanding. No more ignorance. No more excuses. No more. No more. No more. WWE Superstar Big Show here to tell you if you've been drinking, get a ride. Take a cab. Find another safe way to get home. Cops all across the country are cracking down on drunk driving. They will see you before you see them. Drive sober or get pulled over. Online radio at its best. Online radio at its best. Hey, 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 good If you're ready, map of the south. Let's do this. I'm telling you, I am first. Very honored that you would join me tonight. He has a very limited time spot, so we want to bring in Mr. Alan Sowell right away. Hey, how are you, Kathleen? You know what? I'm going to make you do what I do, baby. Man, what's crack a baby? What's crack a It's time for the serious side of the Jay Brown Show. Don't try to call me out, princess. You can take your love and true purpose and stick it. She's a bitch. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. Network. From NPR News in Washington, I'm Giles Snyder. In an effort to stop the spread of the coronavirus in what has become Europe's epicenter, Italy is shutting down all production facilities except those essential to maintaining the nation's supply chain. NPR's Sylvia Pajoli reports the decision follows another record rise in deaths and number of COVID-19 cases. In a late evening address to the nation, Prime Minister Giuseppe Conte said this is the country's most serious crisis since World War II. Responding to demands for tighter measures from the hardest-hit northern regions, Conte said only activities that are vital for national production will be allowed. He reassured Italians that supermarkets, pharmacies, postal and banking services, and essential public services, including transport, will be insured. We are slowing down the country's production engine, but not stopping it, said Conte. Lombardy regional officials went further, ordering all guests out of hotels to be used now only for emergency purposes and banning all outdoor sports or exercise activities. Sylvia Poggioli, NPR News, Rome. Cuba is sending medical help to Italy and Russia is sending medical personnel and supplies to help stop the spread of the coronavirus. Italy reported a jump in deaths this weekend, bringing the death toll to near 5,000. On Capitol Hill, Senate Democratic leader Chuck Schumer says the uh, coronavirus response bill being negotiated this weekend must protect American workers. We need to give the workers of America the assurance that they will have paychecks same amount of resources that they had before this crisis that they have now. 
and it will occur ongoing till we beat this horrible disease. Schumer speaking on the Senate floor amid talks on a more than $1 trillion stimulus package intended to also help small businesses and industry. He and the other top congressional leaders are to meet this morning with Treasury Secretary Steven Mnuchin. It's the third response bill by Congress that Congress has considered. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell has said that he wants to win Senate passage tomorrow. Iran's Supreme Leader repeating Iran's rejection of an offer from the U.S. to help fight the coronavirus, saying Iran Iran has the capacity to meet all challenges. NPR's Peter Kenyon reports the leader also echoed unsupported Iranian claims that the virus was man-made. Ayatollah Ali Khamenei's televised remarks appeared to be a substitute for his annual New Year's address, which was canceled due to the virus, along with all major public gatherings. Khamenei called the U.S. offer of assistance strange, since he said the U.S. was already facing shortages of needed supplies itself. He also referred to suspicions that the U.S. created the virus. Similar unsupported allegations have appeared almost daily in Iranian media since the pandemic hit. With more than 1,500 deaths reported amid more than 20,000 cases, Iran is one of the country's hardest hit by the virus. Peter Kenyon, NPR News, Istanbul. And this is NPR News. Coming up next on The Serious Side. A president who has been playing down the coronavirus from the beginning says this today. I've always known this is a, this is a real, this is a pandemic. I felt it was a pandemic long before it was called a pandemic. We're going to go through this. Because it's important that you should know. It is important that you hold the people who are in charge accountable. It is important to know how we got to this point. That is gaslighting, pure and simple. The President of the United States is gaslighting you, and you deserve to know. Hey, listen, just another jaw-dropping press conference uh, that we're having to experience far too often, and I, and I think that it is, it is beyond preposterous. It's hard to know how to describe this, but I can tell you, I speak to emergency medicine doctors every single day, and they are absolutely panicked about the lack of testing. They can't get the test results back fast enough when they do get tests, and now they're in the process of worrying about the fact that they're going to be running out of all the protective equipment they need to keep themselves safe. Words will not save anyone. But the question is, is he taking the necessary actions? And they're still behind on testing, even though they've known for three months we needed to fix the testing problem. It's still not fixed. We're still way behind other countries on that. There's no excuse for that. We're behind on getting the hospital beds in place. Governor Cuomo asked two weeks ago for the Corps of Engineers to start to build hospitals in New York. Nothing happening on that. We're behind on getting the kind of gear for our medical workers that Dr. Redliner talked about a second ago. Again, the president has the authority under the Defense Production Act to order uh, industrial facilities to produce these goods. He hasn't issued that order. One of my people came up to me and said, Mr. President, they tried to beat you on Russia, Russia, Russia. That didn't work out too well. They couldn't do it. They tried the impeachment hopes. That was on a perfect conversation. 
They tried anything. They tried it over and over. And this is their new hoax. Americans were scared, though. I guess nearly 200 dead, 14,000 who were sick, millions, as you witnessed, who are scared right now. What do you say to Americans who are watching you right now who are scared? Uh, I say that you're a terrible reporter. That's what I say. I think it's a very nasty question, and I think it's a very bad signal that you're putting out to the American people. The American people are looking for answers, and they're looking for hope. And you're doing sensationalism. And uh, the same with NBC and Comcast. I don't call it, I don't call it Comcast, I call it Comcast. Let me just ask for who you work. Let me just say something. That's really bad reporting. You're the head of the task force. You've seen the numbers. You've spoken to average Americans. You're a former governor. What do you say to Americans right now who are watching and who are scared? I would say do not be afraid, be vigilant. All the experts tell us that the risk of serious illness to the average American for the coronavirus is low. But we need every American to put into practice the president's coronavirus guidelines, 15 days to slow the spread. Welcome to the serious side of the Jay Ryle Show with Mrs. Vanessa Maybell, Mr. Jerome Esprit, the official texter of the show, Mr. Johnny D, and Mr. Elias. Now here is your host, Jay Ryle. Good Sunday morning to you. Welcome to the Serious Side. I'm Jay Rao, and here are the topics that we will be discussing today, March 22nd, 2020. This morning's show is dedicated to the spread of the COVID-19, better known as the coronavirus. We'll take a closer look at the federal government's response, or lack thereof, the lies that the president continues to tell at, a da- at the daily task force briefings. How the hell are we doing these? And the long-term effect that this virus will have on our way of life, including the upcoming presidential election. But, I, but without any further ado, let me introduce you to some of the very best in the business. You know I love them. First up, she's my big sis. Miss Vanessa May Belly from the McAnelli is in the house. Good morning, Vanessa. How are you? Good morning, Jay. My God, that music is loud. How are you this morning? Well, I am uh, self-isolating, and uh, I'm, I've used so much hand sanitizers, I think I'm starting to look like Michael Jackson. I mean, you know what, but Jay, you do realize that the mayor has not shut the town yet. He ain't shut the, cha- the town down, right? Uh, that's correct. And keep that thought, because I definitely want to talk about that. Thank you for being here. <laughs> I love you to death. The man who I call the educated brother himself, my little brother from another mother, and I know he's doing the right thing because he has a huge responsibility. The one and only Mr. Johnny D in the place to be. Good morning, John. How are you doing, sir? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Um, everything is going well, and accordingly, these are certainly some troubled times, and for those who have taken the time out to allow us to come into their homes, Jay, I know I speak on your behalf, and Miss Vanessa and Mr. Les and Jerome, we thank you all because this is where you're going to get an unbiased view of the facts and, 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 and sometimes our beliefs. So, uh, again, uh, just thankful to be in, in existence uh, in, in God's number today and hopefully we'll serve his purpose today. 
Absolutely. You know what? Well said, and you do speak for all of us. Well said, Johnny D. Appreciate you. The man who gets the first and last word here on the serious side, the man who really runs the joint undercover. He's called the undercover boss himself, Mr. L to the E to the S. What's going on, man? Happy Sunday. Good. Good morning, sir. How are you doing? Good morning, Hawk. And good morning, Vanessa. And good morning, morning. my short Kathleen Williams. Good morning, Miss Elias. Good for you to be in the house. Appreciate you, sir. The number is 347-850-1272. Our colleague, uh, the man who I call the smartest man in the world, Mr. Jerome Spree, usually joins us after his Clear Channel radio commitment. But until then, we hold it down. And like I said at the top, this show is dedicated to this COVID-19, better known as the coronavirus. My goodness, man, what is going on in this country? Uh, We have a lot to get into. Let's get right into this thing. But we break it down by segments, as always. And uh, here we go. First topic of the morning. The president, who has been playing down the coronavirus from the beginning, says this today. I've always known this is a this is a real this is a pandemic. I felt it was a pandemic long before it was called a pandemic. We're going to go through this. Because it's important that you should know. It is important that you hold the people who are in charge accountable. It is important to know how we got to this point. That is gaslighting, pure and simple. The President of the United States is gaslighting you, and you deserve to know. That was uh, CNN's Don Lemon. Wow, I, I tell you what, uh, where do we start here? Uh, listen, uh, right now, let's give you some numbers, because I think it's important for people to understand exactly what's going on here. So far, there have been over 24,000 uh, corona, coronavirus uh, cases here in the United States of America, uh, with over 297 deaths alone. Uh, New York is now becoming the uh, epic center for this place, and I tell you what, let me just start with you, Ms. Elias. We've been talking about this off and on. Well, not off and on. We've talked about it every week since it's been, you know, since we've been aware of this. But my goodness, I mean, you know, I keep asking the same question over and over again: Is this overhype? Are we overhyping this? Is this something that, uh, you know, we are? There are false alarms. People may think that this is nonsense. But man, you know, a week later, your thoughts on what has happened so far with the spread of this virus. And it's not really the spread because I want to make sure we clarify that. Because of the fact that we weren't prepared, this thing has probably been it for the last three weeks. So now we're just finding out how far of an effect that this virus has had on our country. What say you, man? Well, you know what? We got rid of a pandemic office, Jay, that we didn't need to get rid of because that's their only job was to search the world to see if anything this is something that the former president Barack Obama put in office into place because of what he had experienced and this clown this orange clown got rid of it man got rid of the pandemic office and said nope we don't need this wasted time I'm not going to pay people just to sit here and look for viruses well guess what clown how do you no, 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 get it right. No, no, that's not what he said. That's not what he said, Mr. Elias. He said not doing nothing. That's what he said. He didn't say anything about viruses. He said, I'm not, not going to pay people to sit around and do nothing. nothing. That's what he said. Do nothing. Make sure we get it right. Okay. 
Okay, they, 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 he's not going to pay for him not to do anything. And, and this, this, is, this should tell you how completely uh, despicable and disgusting this human being is, man. It, it should tell you that this man does not know what he's doing. And yet still, you know, you got these people who will back him no matter what. No matter what. And this is disgusting. Now you got America, you got people that are dying. And he said from the very beginning that this is a Democratic host. He is on at one of his rallies saying this, this is the Democratic host. This is what they do. They're trying to get rid of me. This is a hoax. And then all of a sudden they said, no, I knew it was a pandemic from the very beginning. You are a liar. Just, just admit to what you are, man. You are a liar. Just call it what it is. He knew damn well that this thing was out there, but he didn't want his numbers to grow and, and, and make him look bad. But now he can't even, he can't even walk proud with the, with the stock market because the stock market is dropping like a rock. It's dropping like a rock. People are losing money left and right. And, and all those rich folks are losing, you know, losing confidence. And, and speaking of which, four senators who dumped their stocks before, because they knew this pandemic was, that was there, they dumped their stocks and became richer. This is what we do in America. Yeah, out of the four. Now, let's make sure that we're straight on that. Uh, it looks like really two of them, two Republicans, he's talking about Byrd and this other lady who's married to the chairman of the, of the New York Stock Exchange. Their activities were very, 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 very suspect. Uh, you know, as far as uh, Senator Feinstein, even though it sounds suspect, too, she said, look, all her holdings are in her trust, and her husband did this, but, you know, come on. And it still sounds kind of fishy, but the things that they invested in is a little different from what, you know, Burr, and especially the young lady who's married to, and I get her name here in a second, who's married to the chairman of the New York Stock Exchange because they dumped their stock in a certain company. Then they went out and started buying, they invested in a teleconference conferencing uh, uh, company, which we all know that, you know, most states or most companies are being responsive, responsible and telling people to work from home. The only way you can really kind of communicate now is through teleconference. So whose stock is going to go up? You know, come on, stop it. Mm-hmm. All right, so uh, let, let me go to you, uh, Vanessa. Um, you know, same question. You know, this guy repeatedly steps up to the uh, to the podium and tells lies. But here's the thing that's so amazing. And once again, I asked Americans, what flavor Kool-Aid do you like? Because his approval ratings are going up. It's like, are you paying attention to this nonsense? They're going up. What say you? Okay, so let me just take a minute and let you know. Les, you know, I went camping last week before all of this broke out and they started closing down everything at 6 o'clock. So I actually was on a trip. Jay gonna love this. What another couple, and I was telling Les that I didn't know if they were Republicans or not, and it was going to be interesting. Well, guess what? I just camped for five days with some Republicans. Y'all, it's a whole show by itself, what they think. They don't believe, because they look at Fox, they don't believe one single word that the Democrats have to say. Absolutely nothing. Because they only, I said, you need to turn to another channel. And I said, name three things that Donald Trump has done for you. Just name something. And they couldn't. Because they said, well, my, my, they both retired from Slumberjay. 
so my 401k account is just absolutely beautiful. And it's like, I said, ain't beautiful no more. I said, because the stock market. Well, he <laughs> couldn't predict a virus. I said, girl, I am still $3,000 behind from when it tanked last year because he was messing with these people with tariffs. She couldn't say a word. I said, okay, let's skip that. Name two more things. Do you know these people can't name anything that Donald Trump has done for them? And, and you know what comes out of their mouth is fake news. But because I really, really <laughs> like her, I'm still out on the boat with her husband. But because I really, really like her, I'm going to hang in there and say this is one set of friends that I'm not going to counsel out because of Donald Trump. Because I don't think Donald Trump is going to be there, so it doesn't matter. Uh, so that'll be them walking around looking crazy. But you are right. His numbers are good. People are not blaming him because everything was in place. They, this stuff has been talked about in November, December. Then it really started coming out in January. But I'm going to say this until I can hear it no more. When that fool stood up there and said, lead on people on that ship because they had the virus and he didn't want his numbers to change. We, if all black people knew then he was crazy. Everybody in the cruising world knew he had lost his mind that you're going to leave him with a virus on the ship. So you know what, y'all? This We need some leadership. I need Vanessa Haynes needs some leadership. So you know where I'm getting my leadership from? And Jerome is like, you're right. I think Como is doing an excellent job. So for Trump to shut up there and say, oh, we're they're following our lead with this virus. You fool. They are a month ahead of us with this virus stuff. They are a month. China, now we're trying to send us stuff to help us. Okay. While you over there trying to screw China around, now you need China to help you. So I said something on a Facebook site this morning, on RV site, like 4 o'clock this morning, I couldn't sleep. That if I had known better, I really would have stayed camping if I had known the city wasn't going to shut down this week right here. But I think they're going to shut down next week. I would have stayed camping. Then you know, these people came on there at 4 o'clock in the morning and was chewing me out saying, you're spreading the virus. It's in your hair. It's on your clothes. Help her. I'm in Home Depot. And anybody standing right up under me in Home Depot. And I got on a mask. And I'm not sick. I mean, because Bobby and I are taking our temperature, we feel fine. We've been all out there camping, and we're fine because we haven't been hanging up under Jeremy people. But these people have lost their minds that, Jay, they had so many nasty things to say about Houston at 4 o'clock this morning on an RV site and on a Democratic site. I had to step in and defend Houston a little bit, even though it's kind of stupid. I did have to step in and defend Houston a little bit because it, they don't realize why you, who you call stupid. I ain't got no pandemic virus yet. So, but to call the mayor of Houston and tell him because he ain't shut it down. So, yeah, these people have lost their minds. And the president is crazy. And I took a picture of Ben Carson sleep, sleep behind the president yeah. while he was talking. That was so funny. I didn't know what to do. That was hilarious. Yeah, I mean, you, you, you got to have one. Wait, one more thing. The little tiny, the little bitty short man, that's the Dr. Fucci yeah. or whoever that man is. He was changing what Trump said. He was, no, the little, the little doctor was changing That's what him, Trump doc, yeah, said. That's him, yeah, doc, yeah, doc, yeah, that's him. Trump looked at him like, how dare you contradict me? 
So yesterday when that my man was standing up there, he was looking at the floor. He wasn't even looking up. And then one time he just looked straight ahead yeah. and never looked at Trump. Did you know yeah, that? That's what a lot of because people pointed Trump out. Yeah, a lot of people pointed that out. Trump lies through his teeth. And them people behind him are like, I am not putting my career on the line. Lying to the so that's it for me. But I'm not yeah. yeah. Yeah, a lot Sorry. of people noticed the fact that he was hanging his head down and, and you know, he didn't respond. What about you, Johnny D. Man, your thoughts, man? The fact is that, you know, there were reports. People are saying, look, this guy has blood on his hands. Because the, the administration knew about this in advance. And the fact that he keeps talking about it. I hear somebody making some noise, so please try to reduce that. I hear people uh, talk about how he keeps talking about how he inherited a bad system. What just came out last yesterday, actually, that uh, administra- uh, you know, uh, members of the Obama administration walked the Trump people through a possible exercise of this magnitude. So, you know, he keeps talking about the fact that there was nothing in place. It was so antiquated. Bottom line is, uh, the, the administration figures, I mean, uh, people from the other administration are saying, no, that's a lie, first and foremost. And second of all, once again, like Mr. Elias mentioned in his opening remarks, there was a pandemic office in place that he scrapped because he felt that they were just sitting around doing nothing, which kind of shows you the depth of his knowledge. I mean, he's got to be one of the most ignorant people that have ever stepped foot in 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. And that includes people who come, to their, come through there for tours. What say you, Johnny D? Well, first and tour? foremost, I, <laughs> Jay, I, 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 I will say this here. We, we probably need to get an HVAC unit to cool down Miss Vanessa because she fired up yes, again this morning. So yes, I, I tell you I, what, yeah. it, it's always a good thing to hear that spirit and that beautiful young lady's voice. Uh, let, let's be quite frank and let's be quite honest. The reason as to why he closed down and, 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 and defunded the, the, the Global World Health Organization is because it was established by President Obama, not because they weren't doing anything, because they was working on opportunities to, to prevent this from coming into existence. So the reality of this that he did it uh, and and, and, and be, to be contrary to those efforts that was made by President Obama, his administration, you know, we have we have basically advanced this virus in, in our dialogue, our conversation of understanding of pandemic. You know, think back to that day in, on the news with a young man, that 35 year old young man in Washington State. Uh, that's not that far. Ago, you're talking about nearly 60 days, okay? Uh, January the 20th, to be exact, is when the first confirmed case of COVID-19 hit the United States. And to think now that 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 we're with 24,000 into it and in multiple deaths, and then you look at everything that's going on um, globally. And I was looking at BBC uh, on on yesterday. And, and they they had some physicians uh, and doctors and, and healthcare providers and first responders that were had traveled to to Italy and these were American citizens and they was helping out there and what their biggest concern is is when they're dealing with the crisis there. Last night uh, they said on, on on the news this morning where 800 people died in Italy and you know the thing that 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 some of those healthcare workers are concerned about 
uh, even though 100 of them have been affected and they're currently being treated, they're concerned that when they return to America, our efforts will be as minimum as Italy, and, and they will be simply just coming from Italy into America because of the deception and the lies and the underpreparedness. That's their biggest concern. You got you got goodwill ambassadors that's out helping another country, and they're saying, look, this country is in a crisis. But my main concern is when I do come home, I'm coming back to the same foolishness because we're underprepared. So well, I don't get into the politics of this right here because it is far greater than that right there. People are losing lives every single day, and, and that's the scary thing. You know, um, it, it really got real for for me and, and, and my family this week, you know, uh, I mentioned a couple of weeks ago, my father uh, had suffered a a, 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 a stroke. And, and of course, yeah. with, with him going through his recovery, you know, he was this week put in assisted living center. And guess what we can't do in his most vulnerable time? We can't visit can't because he's in assisted yep. living. Exactly. So it's real. So it's, it's not about, you know, Republicans and Democrats. It's about saving lives, and that's what it's about. Absolutely. Well said. Three four seven eight five one one two seven two. Today's show, if you're just tuning in, it's it's the whole show dedicated to this virus. I think that we have to be responsible. We have to take the opportunity to talk about it and talk about it in a way in which we can understand and relate. Now, I mentioned the, the smartest man in the world, Mr. Jerome Free, uh, usually joins us after his earlier after commitments with other uh, uh, affiliates, but now he is in the house to say good morning to the one and only Mr. Jerome Free from Radio.net. Good morning, Jerome. How you doing, brother? Good man, how you doing? Doing outstanding. All right, give you got a choice for you, Jerome Rome. You know when I call you Rome Rome, I come at you kind of sideways. All right, so here's my question for you. Now we we we're about two minutes from a break. I want to give you the opportunity. The whole show's dedicated to it. You want to say a little something now, and then we go to break, or do you want to go to break and then you know? Because man, it looks like some of our former colleagues are ready to get in here. We want to hear from everybody this morning. So it's it's your call, man. You want to say something here real quick before we step out? No, 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 no. Go ahead. I'll I'll come back when you guys come back. Okay. All right. Well, don't go nowhere, Jerome. <laughs> Jerome, like, hey, I'll just step outside, take a smoke break, and I'll be back when you. No, no, Jerome, stay where you are. <laughs> I mean, don't go nowhere. You know, and uh, we yeah, we definitely love right. you, man. We want to definitely get your perspective. <laughs> <laughs> but I tell you what, we have a surprise for you coming up on the other side. People that a uh, person you haven't heard from in a minute, uh, that person's in the house. I don't want to say, you know, I'm just going to say that person because I don't want to give anything away. Plus, we have another colleague in the house. We have folks that are chiming in on social media. Uh, but I tell you, I got some, uh, Mr. Elias, I got some messages this past week. It seems that the Trump trolls are 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 patrolling, are trolling the serious sides of uh, social media content. And I'm here to tell you that if you can hear my voice, I'm not reading any of that stuff you guys are sending, okay? Because guess what? We're going to do like what Fox News does. We're not going to let you guys talk. Boo-hoo-hoo! Go away! We're not going to do it. Wow. Interesting, though. There's one I may read. It's it's what I may read, but for the most, the rest of you guys, because apparently you're tuning in and you're actually, you know, I, hey, I guess thank you for listening, I guess. Maybe if you hear the truth so many times, you know, maybe you will conform. I don't know. But speaking of the truth, this week's edition of Informed Minutes or Less, something that you need to know. You know, once again, President Trump, every time he steps to the podium, he always has to throw blame or throw shade on the previous administration. And, you know, and the thing is, is that what we wanted to do, we wanted to take a look at two different, you know, it's two different outbreaks, but two similar situations. The Ebola outbreak, right, and what's going on with the coronavirus. 
we want to take a look at Fox News' coverage of both situations. We're going to explore that this morning. Ooh, so it's time to sit back and relax. It's, time, it's going to be interesting to say the least. All right, so it's time for this week's edition of In Four Minutes or Less, something that you need to know. We'll be back with those surprise folks on the other side. Plus, we'll hear from our main man, Mr. Jerome Spree, who brings us on a weekly basis, on a need-to-know basis. We'll be right back after this. Don't go anywhere. President Trump versus President Obama. <laughs> President Trump. So it's like the uh, Ukrainian hope. This is yeah. another hope. Sowing fear, panic, distrust. The I was same watching thing Anthony we Fauci this weekend. I felt like he was a I'm political sorry. hack. <laughs> President Obama. Tony Fauci, one of the heroes in Anthony the battle Fauci, of the States. Absolutely. Tony Fauci, t- terrific. Ebola response coordinator Ron Klain. Not a health professional. Look at the people who our taxpayer dollars are already paying actual physicians whose jobs you might think it would be. President Trump. Vice President Pence is an inspired choice to lead this effort. It could be a month from now we're not even talking about coronavirus. President Obama. We all love golf. There are times to play and there are times that you can't play. And it sends the wrong signal. President Trump. A bit of golf for the president this morning, not much else. Obviously, we don't expect him to do anything today, but should he make himself available or come out in public, I promise to tell you all about it. President Obama. Are we really trying that hard to keep Ebola out? President Trump. Coverage of this virus has been actually dangerous and counterproductive. And even though the numbers are going up, the hysteria level should actually go down. There's speculation it could get worse. Some say, like the president, it could miraculously disappear. President Obama. This is coming to a community near us, is that what you're saying? It seems to be just absolutely inevitable. That's a a chilling prognosis. President Trump. What does it say about the state of our politics? We can't even agree to work together on solving a virus that will attack all of us. If he says we're assessing the risk and we're going to take it day by day, they're going to say he's not paying enough attention and he's incompetent. If he doesn't show up, then this table will say, where the hell is he? And then if he does show up, we go, oh man, we're all going to die. Hey, hey, Corona, Corona, Corona. It is the best Sunday morning online radio show, period. Hi, I'm Jay, the host of the serious side of the TGRS, and I'm asking you to come join me and my friends for some serious conversation before you go to church. It's the serious side of the TGRS. Happens every Sunday morning, 9 a.m. Central Standard Time, right here on the BTR Radio Network. Welcome back, 347-850-1272. It is 34 minutes after the hour. You're listening to The Serious Side right here on the TJRS Radio Network, online radio. And it's best, of course, I'm Jay Ryle. Glad you guys are here. Hope you guys are practicing, you know, you know hygiene, just hygiene, making sure that you're self-isolating, make sure that uh, you're keeping yourself at least six feet away from a person in front of you or around you. Just be responsible. You know, if you have the ability to wear a mask and, and, and put on uh, gloves, please do so. Uh, if you are someone out there who owns some of this stuff and there are places that needs them, get in contact with, you know, governments and see, can you help? And don't try to price gouge. You know, God don't like ugly. We don't like people who do things like that, try to take advantage of folks in their time of need. Like I promised, uh, the smartest man in the world is in the house, Mr. Jerome Esprit. Mr. Jerome, uh, Mr. Jerome Rome. 
Uh, listen, man, question for you. Um, you know, can we honestly say, because I just read something during the break, that it was irresponsible for me to say that, uh, that the president has blood on his hands. We, we all know that this administration knew about this uh, back in December. Okay. Uh, the fact that this man doesn't read his intelligent briefings tells us the fact he doesn't give a damn because, first of all, he can't comprehend it. I was watching something the other day. They were, they were interviewing uh, Arnie, Arnie Duncan. Now, you guys know who he is. He's the guy that used to be the, uh, the, the Secretary of Education for the Obama administration. Education, he talked about yeah. how – yeah, how President Obama would take these binders and binders and binders of briefings home at night, and he would read them, read them in detail. And then the next day they said they were just amazed at how much he had learned overnight and some of the pointed questions he asked to try to get to a resolution to a situation. This president, they can't give it to him all because he's not going to read it. So what they do is they try to dumb it down in three pages or less with photos to try to help him out with this stuff. This is the kind of guy that's running this nation. So let me ask you, and maybe, you know, listen, I know Jerome, if you guys listen to the show, Jerome's not going to come on my side, you know. He ain't going to come just to be coming. So he ain't going to protect his boy if he don't think his boy is saying something correct. So I'm going to ask you, Jerome, question is, is this, do you think it was irresponsible for me to say that this president has blood on his hands because he ignored intelligent briefings that are killing people that you and I and people that we know love? What say you, Jerome? Um, I cannot disagree with you, Jay. You're right. He does. He does. Like, there's no other way to put that. You know, we can we can sit there and be nice to that fool all we want to, but to know that, you know, people have elected, um, you know, and not the majority of people, but some folks who are standing behind behind him have some really incompetent, uneducated person that's sitting there now making decisions, talking about my gut feels like, that dude is the is the result of um, I, I don't I don't even know what a good word to use what good what word to use in this situation but uh, result of their incompetence because if you are sitting there it's like me watching this stuff and people are like the polls are saying that his favorabilities are going up well the truth is if they're going up all of y'all are stupid too because there is no way after the fact that somebody um, runs a car into a ditch. And does not call 911 And the tow truck automatically shows up And you're like, well the tow truck was doing a good job For showing up And it's like, you ran into a ditch You did not call 911 And you didn't help nobody And now the other people are helping You want to take credit And that's what's going on right now And people need to see through that So no, you are not wrong good stuff. That's good, Jerome That's good That was good I like the way you did that well, Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt I just wanted to acknowledge the fact that, that was good. I like that, that analogy that you used Perfect. Well, I mean, that's how that's how he's acting. I mean, he's showing up way after the fact and trying to get people to um, give him credit. Like I, I gave the example, I was asked um, earlier in the week about this, about preparedness. And when he says we're going to set a medical ship off of the coast of, of New York in about two weeks, I, it, I have to I have to question anybody. Like who has any information on government About why they accept that Because If there was a tsunami In the other part of the world We would be there in about 48 hours And mm-hmm. when Obama Before Hurricane Sandy President Obama Sent um, ships that sat off the coast To be close enough After that hurricane came through 
to assist people right after it passed. He had staging areas in upstate New York at one of the bases Fort Drums where they had black hot op helicopters. They actually loaded um, gas station. I don't know how they do this, but like those um, uh, mobile gas stations, in case their gas stations were, were, were taken out, that they were going to drop and set up gas stations on the fly in New York City, and they did that before the storm came. You're telling me that this country don't have uh, a preparedness response, uh, response team is crazy. It's just that that dude, like you said, he's not reading his briefings. He doesn't understand how even government works, and they don't care. So anybody defending him, I have to question you. He, he, you can tell he's making this stuff up as he goes. I mean, it's, it's amazing how when they confront him in these press conferences and they ask him to elaborate on things, he just like, well, you know, we'll, we're, we're looking into, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. We, you know, I, I don't know how many times he's used that term, we'll see what happens, but he always says that. It's just ridiculous. All right, now listen, before the break, I made a tease. Tease you guys about this person that does uh, a member of our family, but uh, you know, the, you know, and every now and then that person swings in and uh, and uh, adds content to the show, very valuable content. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to surprise you, Mr. Elias. Open up that person's mic and let's just let that individual say hello, because I don't want to spoil a surprise. Because if I say what I'm going to say, everybody's going to know who it is. But go ahead, Mr. M- Mr. Elias. Can you open up the mic, please, and let's uh, let's bring this person in. Good morning, this person. How are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> hey, there she is! <laughs> yes! So, uh, hey, y'all, how you doing? Of course, I need oh, to bring Captain and lighten up the. Yeah. <laughs> hey, good morning, yes. Did anybody yes. get a phone? I hope not. I hope not. Mm-hmm. How are you doing this morning? It is so good to be here. Thank you so much for letting oh me contribute on this Sunday. Oh, my um, God. Listen, it's good to hear your um, voice, Kathleen. Oh, listen, it's good to be heard, and it's good to hear all of you, too. And because we are socially isolated, of course, I'm not in church, right? Normally, I would be in church already, which why you haven't heard from me as well. Absolutely. Happy to be here. Completely understand. I love you all still. I think you I think of you every week and I'm so happy that hey, I'm at home so I can hang out. <laughs> <laughs> We're happy you're here. And uh you know the bottom line is is that uh, you provide so much to the show. And even when you're not here, you're here. So we love you to death and sweetheart That's the true. floor is yours. What do you have to say about this whole thing, Kathleen? Your thoughts. Well, you know, you know what I wanted to, um, what I would like to share with everybody outside the madness from the White House and, you know, all this other thing, all these other things that are happening. Um, I think that uh, CNN and MSNBC have done some really tremendous coverage on this virus. Um, I think that it's really important for all of us, however. To um, remain vigilant because I don't believe that this is going to be over very soon, just like you all were saying earlier. And we have to have a mental state of not only preparedness for what is to come, but a mental state of um, steadiness and and uh, wisdom as we're going through it. 
So well, right now is the time for us to, you know, of course, be aware of what you're doing, making sure you're doing the hand. I think somebody's mic is open while they're talking. Um, the being aware of the fact that you do the hand washing, all these kinds of things. Um, trying to put some space for those who are essential workers and have to go out every day. Else they get back home. Thing or on oh, we're having so right. Okay, so she's back. Really okay, important. we were having we were having we were having some audio problems with you, but you're back. Go ahead. Okay, so I just wanted to say, you know, really quickly, I want to make sure I'm putting out some information for those of us who may not be aware of how this virus is being carried so we don't bring it back into our homes and to our loved ones if we are essential workers and have to go to work every day. And for those of us who are not at work, this is the time for you to carry out your dreams, write that book, write that song. Build that business, make your plans, do whatever it is you need to do, monitor your financial accounts and all those things. This is a blessing and a curse, right? But this is a time for those of us who are always so, so, so busy and too busy to do all of the things that we've been dreaming about doing forever and for years. Get on you, get some courses, do whatever it is you need to do to find out how you can start that business now. You can write that book now. This is that time. So don't curse it. Use it. Absolutely use it. Wow. That's a good point. And, you know, and the thing is that you have to find a ray of sunshine through the darkness. And, and, and that's good advice. Thank you so much, Kathleen. I hope you hang out with us for the remainder of the show. 347-850-1272. The whole show is dedicated to the coronavirus and the effect that it's having on America and the whole world. And this just, you know, this really illustrates uh, to you, Mr. Elias, how the world is a global place. This happened overseas, and look what effect that it's having. So folks don't understand the things you may do. No matter where you are, and you know, and I'm, you know, and Johnny D says this every 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 Sunday morning. But you know, look, I look at the map where the show is being heard, and we're being heard all over the world. So some places is at night, some places maybe Monday morning, whatever the case may be, or Sunday evening, or Saturday night, just really depending on your time zones. So we want to make sure that we put out responsible information. And, and so the bottom line is, yeah, we're going to give it to you with our passion because that's the basis of the show. But the bottom line. Is is that we don't come on this thing out of you, and, and that's the thing. We don't come here every Sunday morning or Sunday evening or Monday morning or Saturday night, wherever you are, or even if you're listening throughout the week, you know, on a Tuesday, Wednesday, or whatever. We don't come on here and intentionally tell you lies. Now, we put out information that may not have been right, and we'll come back and correct that. But at the end of the day, we're not intentionally lying to you. What your president is doing. He lies to you, and he's lying to you for one reason and one reason only. It's not the type of lie, Mr. Elias, that you may tell a loved one. You know, your wife may ask you, am I too fat? You'd be like, girl, no, you're not fat. You'd be like, ooh, that baby fat's still there, but I love her. I ain't going to tell her. It ain't the kind of the lies you, you don't tell people because you don't want to hurt their feelings. He's lying to protect himself Terrible because he knows that once the truth comes out, people will know what he is. That's what this is all about. He's not lying to, 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 to help anybody. He's lying to help Donald J. Trump and Donald J. Trump Jr. and his kids and every damn body else. It's crazy, man. It's crazy. All right, Mr. Elias, I think we have a phone call, man. Who do we have on the line, sir? Hello? 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 H
This is crazy. Oh, uh, we have. Uh, you're gonna have to hit. You're gonna have to hit a J. Steve. I believe it's Steve. Oh wait a minute! I'm not even in there. All right, let's see. Uh, there it is. Yeah. Steve, good morning, man. Welcome into the suicide. Steve is a uh, former guy who used to hang out with us on Sunday mornings. But what's going on, man? How you doing? What say you? I'm doing better than I deserve, Jay. Good morning, everybody. And uh, I'll tell you, what's, what's interesting is I want you guys to look this up. I'm going to make a statement, a quote from Prince Philip. He stated, if he could return to Earth reincarnated, he would return as a deadly virus to resolve the overpopulation problem. Prince Philip is the husband of Queen Elizabeth II. I do not believe Donald Trump is the most powerful man in the world. I believe you've got a cabal at the top running things behind the scenes, causing these global events. And they are the ones behind this crisis and behind this situation. I do not believe Iran and all this Iran being sick is just a coincidence. CDC does not have any kind of plan for you guys, but I do. I was sick earlier this year. It might have been me. I might have had it earlier this year. So guys, vitamin C is going to be very important. I recommend three to 4,000 milligrams per hour if you are sick until you start feeling better. And 50,000 IUs of vitamin D3 for three days, for the first three days if you are sick. We don't take that that much if you are not sick on a daily basis. And then, if all else fails, you can go to a holistic doctor. They'll hook you up to an IV and just pump the vitamin C directly into your bloodstream. Okay? So, but keep in mind, Trump is not running nothing. These, this cabal at the top, these satanic the experience, they are running the show. I'm telling you guys, no. They've been, the population, the population has been talked about for a long time. Even my grandparents heard about that back in the day. They, it's, they want to reduce population, people. And the CDC, they're not going to make any recommendations for any nutritional plan for you. Steve has a plan for you. Zinc. Iodine, green tea. I got virgin coconut oil here. I've got magnesium, the 5G. And this is another thing, people. Not only are you dealing with this coronavirus, 5G is depleting magnesium in your body. Did you get that memo before they rolled out the 5G? Before T-Mobile rolled out that 5G, you didn't get no memo about uh, 5G causing magnesium depletion in your body, did you? You did not get that memo, folks. You know why? Well, you know, well, you know the thing is, let me jump in real quick, Steve. Let me jump in real, real quick, Steve. The thing is here, uh, you know, the bottom line is, is that you, you hear a lot of, you know, someone told me at the office the other day, uh, Vanessa, that uh, they said, you know, we don't think that this thing originated in China. You know, the Chinese virus, which this idiot says every time. You know, I'm all over the place because I'm trying to cover so much. Did anyone see? How he took his notes, briefing notes, where it said coronavirus, and he lined through it, it wrote Chinese virus. This guy thinks what he's doing every day is helpful. And you know what? I say more power to him, uh, Mr. Elias, because the more and more he steps up there at the podium, the more and more people realize I would like to think that he's a freaking idiot. <laughs> and, he, and, he, and he's exposing himself for who he is and what he is. What say you, sir? 
Well, you know what? Rachel Maddow was one of the journalists that considered, you know, very responsible because she said at this point in time that everybody People should just stop, stop caring. He didn't listen to. Yeah, she said. She said, "Stop listening to this guy. Stop even. Stop even listening to him. He's whatever he's spreading is lies, and and it's not good." So she said they should stop putting the camera on this guy because he's he's no good. And I think we all should. I think we should all back away from this clown because he's too stupid to be the president, man. He, he's just it's ridiculous, man. I'm I'm I don't care if people. Right here and calling. I don't care. That's my opinion. You got yours. This is your opinion. This guy no, it's my opinion, idiot. too. Yeah, I mean, it's my opinion, too. An idiot. And, and, and on the side note, Johnny D, man, I feel your pain, brother. That was one That was one solace that I had that if my mother was still alive, that I wouldn't be able to go see her. She would have been up there by herself. So, brother, you got my prayers, man. I, I, you definitely got my prayers, man. You got my prayers, man. I, I, Thank you, I brother. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, we're experiencing the same thing. You know, I talked about last week how my stepmoms is in the hospital, and you know, and and he's, uh, you know, he's doing better. I mean, he had a series of strokes. We found out, but he's uh, recuperating. And uh, but once again, no one can go see him uh, because they are not allowing any visitors there. And from what Mr. Yeah. Elias told me the other day, it sounds like have some cases of the coronavirus in that. Hospital yes. where he is. Yes. yes, yes, they do. So, yes, they do. So let's talk about. Uh, let, let me let me go to you, Jerome, on this. Uh, let's talk about being responsible. You know, uh, Governor Hold Cuomo. On, a lot of people yes. are looking at him. Oh yes, Vanessa. I'm sorry. Can I comment to the one who just called in before we move on to another subject? And on what Miss yep, Kathleen said. Good morning, Miss Kathleen. Um, Ms. Kathleen, you are absolutely right that this is a time for people to be still and do some stuff that they've been wanting to do. Uh, that is one of the reasons why I was telling Jay when the show opened that I got chewed out by some people on Facebook about being in, in, in Home Depot because Houston's not shut down. And that is because you are right. I am going to do some painting in, in, of, in my house and put up new pictures and redecorate some things, which is some things that Bobby and I have been wanting to do since he retired, but did not have time. So we know that the city is going to get locked down sometime eventually. So we're just going to be staying close to the house so that we won't come in contact with it. And as for the guy that called in, you are absolutely right because my doctors, because I have uh, respiratory issues, my doctors are like telling me stay away from the hospital, stay away from the doctors, don't go up there if you don't have to. And so Bobby and I have been drinking 1,000 milligrams of vitamin C because this thing attacks your immune system. And so we're trying to keep our immune system built up with the, uh, the vitamin C and we're taking a double dose of vitamin D because we know we're not going to be outside to get sunlight. So some of the things that you're saying is absolutely correct. Now, I'm sorry, Jay. Thank you. 
Oh, no problem. Hey, we'll see. It's all about putting information out. Uh, you know, and you can. It's kind of segue into the question I was going to ask Jerome and come around to everyone anyway. But, but you know, you, you kind of touched on it. Let me go ahead and complete the thought. Jerome, my thing is, is that you know, uh, Governor Cuomo. A lot of people look at him and saying this guy has really been a great leader throughout this process. He's calling like he's seeing it. He's, um, you know, doing the warnings. He's trying to make decisions thoughtful. He's not just running out and doing things that are, you know, making drastic decisions under panic, under, under the, under, you know, you know, being under pressure to do things because of what people are thinking or folks being scared. My question to you is, should more states take the approach of Illinois, uh, California, uh, what is going on in, in, in New York, or should it be on a case-by-case basis? But then the question, the follow-up question is, if you do say, no, they should not, or yes, they do, my next question for you is, is this. If you say no, then my question becomes, how do we, how do they not do these things if we don't have enough tests kids out here to determine who has this virus. People are probably walking around with this virus right now. They don't know about it because we don't have the ability to test people. What say you, sir? Um, I guess I, I agree with it. You know, we're in, we're on lockdown in New York State. Like, that's all of us. I mean, he wasn't right. just talking about yeah. New York City. We're all on lockdown. Uh-huh. And yeah. it's, it's um, you know, it, it is necessary. I mean, if you have to stop spreading something it's like people taking time to close their schools just to clean them i mean you you have to do that stuff if you know your medical um facilities can't hold some but so many people you have to stop people from spreading and so the only way you can do that is tell people to stay home i mean Mm -hmm. unless you're in the grocery stores i know here in new york state unless you're in the the grocery stores or um just kind of essential things like so you can go to a home depot you can go because they have air filters for your furnace, you know, so you would want to go to the home store and do some general right. um, work in your house. And also, you know, um, kind of like what um, Vanessa said, is that you have to find some kind of normalcy around it, too. So New York State, they do let you go to the park and stuff, but just keep some distance. They're, like, recommending six feet. So you don't have to go stir crazy and stay outside when it's nice out. You can go in your backyard. You can go outside. They're just saying um, reduce your contact with people because your chances are heavy of that spread. And they need to spread out the length of time since there's no vaccine or cure or anything. Since since there is none, they have to spread out the – they know that people are going to catch it. I don't think that's the issue at all. Um, it's like any right. regular flu, right, just as far as the transmission part. I mean, it's more contagious than the flu, but people catch the flu or colds all the time. We don't separate people. But that hospital system being overwhelmed is a problem. So we don't have the capacity in the hospital. So they're just trying to get a little bit of separation in people. And and I think they're right for doing it. I mean, I can't, I can't um, they're making decisions. And I know I've seen a lot on social media about New York State's um, governor, you know, saying that he's acting like the president. He really is. His briefings, they're putting stats on the, on the, um, while he's talking, they're putting that stuff up. Like in New York State, I think 54% of the people who are getting, who, who are getting this virus are between 18 and 54. So stop saying that young people aren't getting this. And so he actually kind of went through the numbers with people, like, he's not just explaining it. He's telling why he's making the decisions that he's making. That's what grown-ups do. 
they don't tell you I have a gut feeling we're going to be okay by next Tuesday. You know, he, he's giving people real information about how their actions are and their, what their reaction should be. So, hey, you have to do what you do to slow it You need to do slow it down. Yeah. And he's right. He's He is definitely, you know, I mean, matter of fact, they take his press conferences live. And, you know, obviously because most of the most of the news hubs are located in New York. But, you know, look, New York is pretty much America. Anything that happens in New York, is, you know, everyone knows that New York is a crossroads of, of, of the world. So, you know, I mean, absolutely. He's an important figure, and his voice definitely needs to be heard. John, John let, me, let me ask you this question, Johnny, before we go to break. Um, and I just want to get a gut feeling from you, man. How long do you honestly think, just your gut feeling, how long do you think that we are going to be in this particular uh, predicament. How long do you think people are going to be working from home? How long do you think, man, it's going to be before life returns to somewhat of a normal process? Or status, I should say. Uh, you know what, Jay, I tell you, I, I won't try to forecast, and I, and, I, and I realize this is no scientific response that you're looking for, but I, I will say that America's uh, entitlement will probably make the real threat end long before it should, and certainly we have began preparations long after we should have. So, you know, I, I, I look at some of the resistance that's going on amongst pockets of people now, uh, cases in St. Louis, and then you had those spring breakers down in, in Miami. And, you know, right now, if you look at natural disasters, whenever there's a tornado, a hurricane, or or a, 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 a snowstorm or an ice storm, you know, we have a tendency in America to where we'll play nice them first two days, but then after that, it's like, you know what, you're not going to confine me because I'm, I'm an American citizen, so I got the right to do this. I got the right to do this right here. I'm looking at this from this perspective here. I don't have the option as far as my employment. I have to go, and I have to go in areas where it is you could potentially be highly contagious, and then I have to bring that yeah. back to my household. You know, if if, if 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 I want to still be able to provide a quality life, plus plus the services that that I have signed up for, that's been my purpose for nearly 27 years. So my reality is that I don't have the option. So I come and go, and I see people out and about, and I'm saying, okay. You know, I'm, I'm asking myself, uh, you know, why, why would you be out here? Wait until spring um, Easter comes, you know. Look at that time frame, and then when May comes, and we're still being asked to be restrained and, and use this social distancing and not go here and not go there, the economy certainly is going to be crippled by the fact that there is no industry, there's no workforce. You can't. You, you can't continuously look at 3 million people signing up for unemployment and look at it being sustained. You can't have a trillion dollars going towards uh, the, the prevention and the treatment of the initial stage of COVID-19 and at some point not have a breaking point to where you have to decide at what point do we start integrating some degrees of normalcy into our culture again. So, you know, the reality is is that you listen to some scientists and they say that the peak will be in about three months. Uh, will we will we be receptive as 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 a nation to allow that transition to happen so that the numbers will will, will we will flatten that curve as, as everybody likes to utilize that tone right there. So to be quite honest with you, that there, there is no projection that I have 
what I have to say is, is clearly what I say quite often is that will we have the discipline to sustain these preventive measures in order to neutralize and flatten those numbers from peaking? The comparison that those health workers made when I looked at them and they talked about Italy and you look at those numbers, those horrific, uh, the deaths that, that, that's happening, you look at their their, their uh, waiting rooms inside the hospitals and things like that, it is, it's, it's frightening, okay? So the truth of the matter is that we have to be disciplined in order to sustain this. I think that the governors and the local leadership has done far better than the national leaders and of course there is only a stop point and there's a gap where they won't be able to to, to go any further because they're going to need the assistance of the federal government so it's going to take a collective and a comprehensive approach in order to address this here so the reality of this is that no one knows uh, no one knows but but the discipline or the lack thereof that that we show uh, as as Americans will dictate, you know, how far into the summer that this that this um, pandemic may 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 explore into. All right, Kathleen, I'll give you the last word on this segment. What say you? She's here. I promise. All right, we'll we'll, we'll try to get her fixed up. Um, uh, sorry, did, wait, did you we, call me? Oh, there she is. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, I'm going to give you the last word on this segment. Oh, okay, great, because I do have to jump off to get on the uh, church line live. Um, there's so much that I want to say, so I'll narrow it to, um, you know, saying, first of all, let's stay prayed up, because yeah. there's, you know, let's stay prayed up, and, and understand, too, that this too shall pass. Also know that this is our, everyone is saying our new normal, and I'm saying our now normal. This is how Mm. our parents groomed us to live. They always told us, you got food at home. You don't need to be going out and getting your, you know, getting your food from all these different places. You don't know what they're serving you, right? So now we're forced to cook. They also had beans and things that you could, you know, that were resourceful. So that when you had to turn to feeding a lot of people for a long period of time, you always had something to cook because it was nothing that was refrigerated, this, that, and the other. They always told us to make sure we washed our hands and washed them carefully and so on and so forth. And they always said, go inside and read a book. You know what I mean? They, they prepared us and built us for this. They also taught us how to be resourceful with the products that we had. You didn't have to run out and buy toilet for, I mean, not stockpile paper towels and these kinds of things because they had different methods for us to survive. This is how we were built. Because in the South, in a, when in slavery, days of slavery and all these other things, and folks who are from the Caribbean like I am, we didn't have this kinds of resources that were uh, so prevalent that you know, we could just go out and buy, buy, buy every day. We had to be very careful with what we did, and we had to take care of our family members. So yes to Steve with regards to our immune systems and building them up, making sure we've got our vitamin C on board, 20 minutes in the sunshine if you don't have vitamin D3 specifically, and making sure that you're getting your calcium and your magnesium as well. 
Um, there's also other things that, uh, you know, again, I can't talk about them all right now. I'll put a lot of them up out on Facebook and so forth. But we have a way of making sure that our bodies stay healthy, our minds stay healthy, so that we don't go bananas watching all this stuff on television. But know that while this will pass, this particular thing with the coronavirus, we do need to conduct ourselves as though most of the people here are infected be in your states and uh, uh, cities and states are infected because when they do get the test and the results are released, we will find out that yes, most of the people we're passing are infected. A lot of people are infected and don't know it or had it and didn't know that that's what this was. So uh, to wrap this all up, first of all, stay prayed up. Turn your minds and your hearts to God because, in fact, we do have the victory. And this is all laid out in the Bible. We know it's going to happen. And just really start going back to your roots and and remembering those things that your mother raised you on, your mother, your parents, whatever raised you on, taking care of our loved ones. I feel terrible for those of us who can't see our loved ones in hospitals and nursing homes, but pray for them for sure. And I do believe that this will pass. God bless you guys. I got to go to church right now. And I'll be back on next Sunday because I know we'll still be in the house. All right. God bless you, Kathleen. It's wonderful Thank to hear from you. So you. Thank you so much for checking in with us. I really appreciate that. Oh, well, you know, I'm not having you. You just come back home for a holiday. That's how that works. It's your house. Come on inside. <laughs> so you have to knock. Love you. Come on in. <laughs> Love you too. All right. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. All right. You know what time it is. Listen to the show. It's time for after the break where I ask our panelists a question and give them the break to think about their response. Now, this is one that was left over from last week, and a lot of people were like, you guys never responded. So, really, our panelists, they they really cheated because they're getting a whole week. But just in case you're just tuning in for the first time and you don't know what this is all about, once again, I ask our panelists a question. They have the break to think about it. And on the other side of the break, I give them 90 seconds to respond. So, let me repeat the question, what was asked last week. This one to a Miami Beach hotel room involving drugs and a passed out man and a male escort. It looks to be bringing a crashing home to one of the once to once a once promising political career of Andrew Gillum. So he was the most recognizable face in Florida politics. So the question is, can he rebound from this? Can he come back from this particular situation? I'll tell you what my response is and what people in Florida are saying, plus our panelists, all that's coming up on the other side of the break. You listen to the serious side. Have a great, great Sunday. Be careful. We'll see you here in about five minutes or so. Nothing is ever the same. Changing houses. Changing faces. Different bedrooms. Different beds. And this trash bag filled with everything I have. I don't want to feel alone anymore. Help us show her she's not alone. Join us at Together We Rise to change the way kids experience foster care. 
baby, allow me to place a kiss on every inch of you I treasure. There's not a spot that I plan to miss. A day I've been dreaming about our endeavors. I made a mixtape, boo, just for this. Earth, wind, and fire, my Elsina. When we're not kissing, I want your lips to be reciting lyrics of pleasure. Open wide, open wide. Don't be shy, girl. In your eyes, in your eyes. I see your curiosity. So how about I be James and you can be Miss Marie? Baby, allow me to place a kiss on every inch of you I treasure. There's not a spot that I plan to miss. All day I've been dreaming about our endeavors. I made a mixtape, ooh, just for this. Earth, wind, and fire, my yo's Nina. When we're not kissing, I want your lips to be reciting lyrics of pleasure. Baby, allow me to place a kiss on every inch of you I treasure. There's not a spot that I plan to miss. All day I've been dreaming about our endeavors. I made a mistake just for this. Earth, wind, and fire, my ghost enough. And when I kiss it, I want your lips to be reciting lyrics of pleasure. learn a lot from their parents, including domestic violence. Stop the vicious cycle today.
back in 347 You listen to the serious side of the J-Rock Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network. And Mr. Elliott, if you don't mind, can you do me a favor, sir, and turn the mics on because I can't get to them. Alright, listen, as we always do, we say good morning to the beast. Let me say good morning to the very lovely, 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 lovely Vanessa May Belly from the back. I think Vanessa dropped, so let's just go straight to Johnny D in the place to be made. Good morning, sir. How are you doing? Good morning. Good morning. Doing well. Appreciate you being here. Oh, Vanessa's here. Okay. Good morning, Vanessa. How are you doing? There she is. Okay, good morning, Vanessa. How you doing? Let's bring her in. I'm good. Y'all just muted me out. Y'all didn't want to hear me. Okay. <laughs> uh, we actually didn't do that. You dropped for some odd reason. And you didn't show back up. I didn't know you were back on. Okay, uh, uh, my main man, uh, Mr. Jerome is freezing in the house. Good morning, Jerome. How you doing? Hey, I'm good, man. How you doing? Doing outstanding. And it looks like uh, Kathleen's mic is still open. If she here, is here, say hello, Kathleen, but we know you have to go. Anyway, pray for us because we need prayer. All right, and of course, the man who runs everything around here, Mr. L to the E to the S. Good morning, sir. How are you doing? Good morning, good morning, good morning, everyone. All right. All right, so Mr. Elias, um, let's say good morning to some folks in the chat, if you don't mind, sir. By all means. Uh, we've got uh, Rich Sister in there. Good morning. It's, it's a month. We've got hey, Kalina, man, Jackie. in there with my brother. And then we got Zimbabwe right in there. And um, also, that was Lyrics of Pleasure by Eric Robertson featuring Will Downing, Mariana Music. All right, yeah, she hasn't checked in yet this morning. Also, I want to say what's happening to uh, my cousin Jimmy in the house. What's happening to him? Good morning, good morning, good morning. And, man, I tell you, what a treat to have uh, Kathleen in the house. It was a beautiful thing, and I'm glad. I'm not glad that their church is shut down, but I'm glad that we get more of her now. So uh, I'm very, very happy for that. And, of course, thanks for Steve checking in. Steve brought some valuable information. I was going to actually confirm what he said about the uh, vitamin C, because I've heard that as well. My doctor even said that to me, so. It's a beautiful thing. All right, I want to say what's up to the pastor. The pastor's in the house. Hello, pastor. How you doing? There's another Steve in the house. What's going on? Uh, Andy's in the house. Uh, I've never heard this name. Rosella? Never heard. Okay, hello, Rosella. How you doing? Uh, and a whole bunch of other people. We appreciate you being in the house. We appreciate you being in the house. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. Now, like I said before the break... Now it's after the break. After the break, before the break, we asked a question about Andrew Gillum's uh, political career. And so now it's time to ask our folks, they have approximately 90 seconds, and they are being time to respond. So let me go to you ladies first. All right, Vanessa, talk to me. What do you think? You think this guy's political career is over? What do you think? Uh, I think that he should be uh, somewhat grateful that this, this virus took his name out of the news because I haven't heard anything else since the virus came up. But I think it is. I think that they're not going to vote him back in for anything else. Who wants to deal with, the, um, I, I guess, somebody who has a drug addiction and out on his wife and in rooms with men and 
You know, I, I don't think that he will get voted back in, but then we got Trump, so who am I to say anything about him? All right, wow, that was under 90 seconds. All right, man, restart the clock. All right, Johnny D, man, 90 seconds. What do you think, man? You think this guy's political career is over? Well, I will say this right here. Uh, he, he stumbled out the blocks and did when he was in Tallahassee, had some scandals. And, of course, the, the, the state embraced him, and really the country embraced him. Uh, I, I do think that he would have been one that would have been considered for one of the cabinet-level positions on any of an elected Democratic president's uh, cabinet. Uh, he was certainly in the, in the profile. I don't think that he'll be able to regenerate that level of energy, far too much media than today than it was back in 1990 when, when then uh, Mayor Marion Barry uh, got caught up in a similar scandal uh, in D.C. Uh, the difference being Marion Barry was a, a, a long-term fixture in D.C. and had some political capital that he had built up so he was able to regenerate his, his career and get re-get you know, get elected to mayor again and, and then also served on the city council. Now, some of the listeners may be too young to remember Marion Barry, but uh, as mm-hmm. far as uh, Mr. Gillum, I do think that uh, his his political career in regards to a national level is, is probably diminished and, and done with this 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 gap in, in judgment. Wow. All right, Jerome, what about you, man? You think his political career is over, man, based on what happened? No, not really, but it is it is taking a bad hit. I mean, his, his political career probably isn't over, but he's going to have to rebuild some kind of trust. I know he was on working on CNN at the time, right? So um, I don't think he's been on there since. So I know it's going to take uh, a while to rebuild his credibility. He's going to have to go on Dancing with the Stars or something like most people, you know, to get people to be – I, I'm serious. You know, you know what happens is that when people have scandals, they put them out in front of the media. It fades into the woodwork. He'll never have a political career again. So he's gonna have to come out and do something. Wow. What about you, Mr. Elias? Man, do you think his career is over? I, you know, someday I, I do believe it is. The bottom line is, if he if he was a uh, different color politician, it wouldn't be. But because of his color. That's that's the one thing they're gonna stay on point with is that what he did. I hate to I hate to seem so cynical, but the truth is the truth, man. You know. So you're saying if he was a different color politician, you think that okay? All right. Yep. All right. Yep. Well, listen, the Tampa Bay Times. Think about think about Teddy Kennedy, what he went and he did. You had a prominent politician. Uh, he had a prominent uh, political career. Think about it. So, yeah. Well, I mean, I mean uh, well, look, uh, look, okay, look, it's my turn. All right, I, I think that it, I think it's done. I, I think that the guy, I was surprised that he wasn't active in this in, the, in this political season, and I'm a little disappointed too because you know we need the next coming leaders. We we give these people reasons to say, uh-huh, I told you so. Yeah, we told you that's why we should have had Governor uh, DeSantos in there because we knew this guy was who he is. And it, it's, it just adds to the stereotypes. And even though we know the stereotype is bogus and nonsense, I hate when people, if you know you have flies in your, you have flies in your trash can, you have skeletons in your closet, do not run for political office. Just stay out of it. 
because now you're making it worse for the next person because now they're going to have to fly under that scrutiny of what you did. <laughs> it's just crazy. See, that's I, so I, I just... Guess Jerome. Jerome. Jerome, listen, man. What I'm saying is, is this. Is that the bottom line is is that people talked about that? Oh, he's some smooth talking. You know, uh, let, let me just say how they was thinking. He's some smooth talking colored dude that's dressed real nice. I mean, so you know that every time one person does something, it, 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 it like it represents the whole race, and all of us have to yes. sit here and be accountable for it. It's, it's just ridiculous. Yeah, that's old. But it's that's a, old school to black folks, right? So if one person does one thing, we all feel. Like some kind of way to defend it or to or to condemn it yeah. all the time. So, but listen, but that's what equity is, right? So white folks get to have character flaws and sit in office. They get to have make mistakes. But one black person does not make uh, uh, or define all black people. So as clean as Obama well, was, white yeah. kids, no scandal. The, it's still hard to get a black person president as clean as his background was, a constitutional scholar, yeah. and they tried to make him look like he was uneducated. It is really difficult. Oh, yeah. But, Remember but, Reverend Wright? And he's an angry black man. He was yeah, making, yeah. you know, he was, on, he was uh, in, a, in the living room meeting with a bomber. Trump, yeah, Trump that's what I'm trying to tell you. Trump invited yeah. white supremacists to the White House, and they make Reverend right. Wright seem like one sermon one day that Obama was not there is makes Obama like tagged him with it. So it is mm-hmm. it is unfair. I'm not I'm not saying the fairness is what counts. I'm saying that we need to st- stop being so hard on ourselves when black people have anything going on in their background because we're all still human. And we can tell that we have no equity in this piece if we keep eliminating ourselves for stuff we didn't do. Yeah, he was drunk. Yeah, it appears that, you know, he probably was set up, but the trick is, again, from doing campaigns myself, I don't drink or do drugs and not susceptible to hookers. But that, my friend, is not always the case for everybody. And you have to be really <laughs> careful in political spaces knowing that people are trying to set you up. right? As black people, that is one thing that you should go through training when you're running for public office. Your new friends That's are not point. your friends. And so I don't think That's you learned point. that lesson. Everybody was wrapping their Maybe arms that. around them. Cool. I'll hang out. Some dude who he did not know rented the hotel room. So you don't you don't do that. You don't get drunk around people. Black people normally are like this anyway. You don't get drunk around people mm. you don't know. Like there you know you what I mean? So I think there you go. I think we sometimes with our integrationist policies kind of thing of of equity feel like we could do the same thing that white folks can do and it just teaches us another lesson that you need to be twice as vigilant and watching your person when you are in spaces that are public. You always have to do that. Amen. Amen to that, brother. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. All right. Uh, yes, Mr. Elias. No, Jay, can, can, can I can I oh, yeah, yeah, yes, the commentary? Uh, I mean, you know, what, what, what you have uh, in regards to your contributors, uh, you've got at least four African-American males, and I don't think that any of us, were not told early on from a loved one that as as a as a black person in America, what's the rule? You got to be twice as good. This is an unforgiving yep. country for the black male, and because of yep. that, our room for error is zero. But because there, and, and there's no perfection that walks amongst this earth here, so therefore we are always putting pressures on ourselves, unnecessary pressures that other races 
and, and, and other genders don't necessarily equate to what we have to deal with every day within our struggle. Now, mm-hmm. I look at the, the young man of um, Mr. Gilliam, and there is a added responsibility when you're in the public life. I do agree with, with, with Jerome uh, in regards to some of the conversation that I've had with some of my family members that, that are in Florida. You know, as, as his profile got bigger, you start entertaining other individuals, okay? And what you've got to really be able to do is you've got to separate title, your title, from people's true desire to befriend you, you know, and, and I don't know if he really ever understood that the title is what people are attracted to. You know, I'm 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 humble enough in in, in in my walk right now to know that if people start to be attracted to me, then I know that it's because of what I can do for them. You understand what I'm saying? I mean, so I, I feel bad that this all come into existence. Um, you know, but his political career, yeah, on a national scene, I just don't think that America is unforgiven to the black man, particularly when you start being as articulate as he was, and he certainly was. Now, again, he had some some history uh, when he was in Tallahassee, and it was about his associations because when all of this stuff came about, about taking these trips and taking payments and stuff, what was it? It was about his peers bringing him into that. So you would think that at some point that, that one might learn. But again, we got to pray for him because if he does have a substance abuse issue, and what was most alarming is when they started talking about, you know, the crystal meth being in there. And, and you know, of course, his reaction didn't appear to be no alcohol-related ordeal. But I won't speculate beyond the fact of, of the facts and in my and my firsthand knowledge of seeing people being able to be intoxicated and being induced with drugs and their response and reaction, but like I say, we 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 have no room for error as black men in in, in America. We have no room for error. But the reality of it is that our family members prepare us for that because we come out the womb being told one thing that you got to be twice as good. Hmm. You know, you two rascals have managed to turn that turn that uh, after the break into a whole freaking segment. You two, see, all right, see, see, Miss Ellie, you see how they did that? That's pretty cool how they did that. Jerome kind of threw up the dunk, and Mr. You know, you see how they did that? I, I like the way they did that. That's pretty cool how they did that. Uh huh. Yeah, I like that. See, 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 y'all two were wrong for that, but that's okay. But you know what? It was good information. I appreciate it because we really need to have and that they'll talk about that. And you're right. He should have learned his lessons because at the end of the day, you know, people are looking at you, and I really was hoping that he would have a, you know, have some type of a platform moving forward with the Democratic Party, but it's going to be a long time coming. You better go get those glitter pants like Jerome talked about and uh, put that mask on and, uh, you know, and try to endear yourself to the American public. All right, I want to play one last clip here, and I'm going to give Vanessa, when we come back on the other side, I want to definitely hear from you on this one. And it's just, you know, once again, the hypocrisy of our president. And, you know, we have to, we have to hammer this point home because every now and then someone would tell us that we converted them over. So, you know, there is a soul to be saved if it's only one, you know, our goal is to try to get you to convert and realize what type of idiot this guy is. I've always known this is a, this is a real, this is a pandemic. I felt it was a pandemic long before it was called a pandemic. We have it totally under control. It's one person coming in from China and we have it under control. It's uh, going to be just fine. We pretty much shut it down. 
coming in from China? You know, in April, supposedly it dies with the hotter weather. Looks like by April, you know, in theory, when it gets a little warmer, it miraculously goes away. In fact, we're very close to a vaccine. We're going down, not up. We're going very substantially down. We have done an incredible job. Mm-hmm. We're going to continue. It's going to disappear. One day, it's like a miracle. It will disappear. One of my people came up to me and said, Mr. President, they tried to beat you on Russia, Russia, Russia. That didn't work out too well. They couldn't do it. They tried the impeachment hoax. That was on a perfect conversation. They tried anything. They tried it over and over. And this is their new hoax. If any person that's the same person who listened to, to just, just those quotes and you still think this guy's doing a wonderful job, you know, bless your heart. Just bless your heart. Vanessa, uh, I'm going to let you uh, give us the final thoughts on this one, you and Mr. Elias. <laughs> all right, that's it. Thank you. <laughs> just, uh, you you yeah, can just I'm laugh. Gonna, I mean, that, that sums it all up. I just Laughter. got a message where Blue Dog is in his entire pool, is on quarantine. And he was one of the ones that was so far saying it's the hope. And if you stop and you think, where is the first lady? I keep posting it on my Facebook page. Where is the first lady? Where's the Trump family? You don't see them. You don't hear them. Trump Jr. ain't said nothing because you know why? Because all of them are quarantined. All of them are in one of those mansions, tucked away, safe. And he doesn't give a damn about this country. He only cares about the statistics and the stats and the stock market, which I will say that uh, they had uh, Carnival Cruise Ship stock from like $20 a share down to 8 and I grabbed up some. But uh, anyway, oh, yeah. that's the only thing he cares about is we're going to come back bigger, better, greater. Yeah, okay. I'm sick of him. I'm over him. I'm so, I dislike him so much now that I have to pray about my dislike for him because it's not right. Because hate is not a good word. You can get in trouble with God by saying hate. So I just say I dislike him so much now that I have to pray about my dislike for him. He's done this country so wrong, so bad. He, he really has. What do you have to lose? You ain't got nothing to lose. Because I'm black? Are you serious? And then to sit there and, 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 and turn down. Did y'all know he turned down the test? He turned them down. Somebody scooped it on Facebook to make sure that it was true and posted it. So this man is insane, and the, the people that stand behind him that so far up his butt that they could see his... Okay, let me see. Okay. Let me see. <laughs> they are so far up his behind. It's just not even funny. Wow, Mr. President, Mr. President, Mr. President, I am sick of my sin. Mr. President said, Mr. President said, really? I would rather listen to, I got Bobby listening to Como because he's talking now while I'm on the show. Because I'd rather hear what that man got to say than to hear what President Trump has to say because he is not leading us. And do you know, son, they're doing the test right in front of my neighborhood. Butler Stadium is right coming into my neighborhood. And they've got the white tents up and they've got the police everywhere out there. They've been up there for three days. 
you don't see a long line because I don't think that they really, really started it, but I don't know because they have a secret, it's a separate gate area for them to come in through. And them people got on them white suits and stuff like half magic. This stuff is right here in front of my house. I'm looking at it. He is a nut. All right, Mr. Guess, you get the last word, brother. Hey, man, look, they, these people are, no matter what, they're going to they're gonna continue to vote for them. Like, like I, I watched something that the, the lady said, what if he raped a woman and he had, and he was a, uh, he was on crack? Would you still vote for him? And this woman said, I sure would. Look, they don't, they, they don't care. They don't care. So for those people who don't care, I don't care either. So whatever I say about Trump, I don't care what your opinion is. You can send as many letters as you want to. I do just like I do those clowns in the chat room. I'll ignore them because I know what the truth is. So bottom line is, I'm like Rachel Maddow. I don't want to keep talking about this clown because he's proven who he is time and time again. And he's going to keep doing the same thing over and over and over again. And I just don't care to hear it anymore. He's a clown. He is. Oh, boy. Well, that's some sobering news. All right, coming up next, Chatterboxing on a need-to-know basis. You're listening to the serious side of the TJRS Radio Network. Um, we'll be right back uh, after this. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Almond Board of California. Did you know since 1995, the Almond community has made bee health research a strategic priority? Learn more at almondsustainability.org. North Korea says President Trump has sent a personal letter to North Korean leader Kim Jong-un offering cooperation in fighting the coronavirus pandemic and praising Kim's efforts to defend North Koreans from the virus. North Korea's official news agency carried a statement from Kim's sister about the letter today. The report came after North Korea's latest missile test yesterday. The U.S. government is warning against non-essential travel to Japan due to the spread of COVID-19 there. And here's Anthony Kuhn reports from Seoul. Japan now has more than 1,000 cases and 36 deaths. The Centers for Disease Control issued a level 3 alert citing widespread transmission of COVID-19 within communities in Japan. It advises travelers returning from Japan to stay at home, monitor their health, and distance themselves from other people for 14 days. Japan returned the favor on Sunday by advising against non-essential travel to the U.S., In a message on its website, the foreign ministry cites President Trump's declaration of emergency and U.S. travel restrictions as reasons for the warning. While Japan has so far avoided an explosion in cases, experts have warned that numbers could rise sharply if the country ramps up testing for the virus. Anthony Kuhn, NPR News, Seoul. In Australia, the government today unveiled a more than $38 billion U.S. dollar stimulus package intended to fend off the recession and protect jobs. Also, Prime Minister Scott Morrison is warning of the possibility of lockdowns after thousands ignored social distancing advice and gathered this weekend at Sydney's iconic Monty Beach. I'm Giles Snyder, NPR News. Welcome back in. It's time for Chatterbox. Uh, final thoughts from the world-famous chat room and from uh, social media. We're only going to read a few because we're running behind here. Mr. Elias, man, do you have anything you want to add to the conversation, or should I just should we just jump yeah. into the stuff from social media? Uh, what do you have? Covina Man said New York is the most vi- uh, viable because they travel by subway, 
and walk in crowded streets. We see clear as day the difference between real leadership in Como and failed leadership in Trump. That's all I got. Right. And I have, uh, I have, I'm going to read, I have a lot, but I can't read them all, so I'm going to read what I can. Uh, let's see here. Um, all right. Uh, the pastor uh, says, peace and blessings, family. It was good to hear Kathleen, Miss Kathleen Williams, and I look forward to hearing her intelligent comments in the future. Uh, I am alarmed that her church has decided to not have service during these most turbulent times. That's exactly where we all should be. Amen to that, Pastor. Uh, Marietta Music uh, said, hey, guys, I'm currently on a shoot in Italy. Everything's been shut down. I am safe. Our agency has taken good care of us, but unfortunately, I'm stuck here for the unforeseeable future. Oh, Marianna. I know my mommy wow. listens to your show, so hello, mommy, and I am safe and sound. Wow. Oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah, you know, international travel Plans like that, you, that's... Yeah. Uh, Plans yeah, for you, darling. Stay safe. Definitely. Wow, that's... Uh, wow, didn't expect to, to get that. Um, hmm. Where is she, Jay? Okay. She's in Italy. You know what's happening oh over there? God. Wow. Yeah. She says I am in. I'm. I'm currently on a shoot in Italy. I am safe and sound. Our agency is taking good care of us, but unfortunately, I'm stuck here for the unforeseeable future. I know my mommy listens to your show, so hello, mommy. I am safe and sound. Well, Miss uh, Mommy uh, Mariana Music, we didn't know you listened to the show, but if you are, thank you so much and. Uh, you know how we feel about your daughter, and wow, I hope that uh, man. I don't know, know what to say after that. Wow, right. oh boy, three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. This just goes to show that people that we know, people that we love, are affected by you know this stuff. And I'm not saying that the president had anything to do with you know where you know Marietta music situation because we you know we know this. If you listen to the show, you know she she's all over the place. What are you laughing at, Miss Elias? Uh, what's, what what uh, Covina man just posted? Wow. What did he post? <laughs> he said strippers are on home delivery only in California. Okay, maybe I shouldn't ask what what he posts. All right, uh, all right. So anyway, uh, listen, this guy's <laughs> all right. So anyway, Mariana Music, be safe, and uh, we want to make sure you make it back here safe and sound. And uh, you know, and on that note, uh, you know what time it is. Five, four, three, two, one. The first lady dazzles on election night in a... Tell me, what do you want me to do? Allegedly, you want me to take you out? Right? The flag of the United States of America. All right, folks, it's time for all the to know basis with our main man, Mr. Jerome Spree. Jerome, man, what do you have for us this morning? All right, well, I don't have to tell everybody how the markets are doing. I think it's below the level prior to... Trump taking office, so all of those gains are lost, but um, analysts say that you should hang in there on the market, and it is, you know, it's time to, to hunker down. Um, those sell-offs are, you know, putting the market in the flux, but you know they'll come back because it's not, the, it's the virus or the health um, issues that's causing the market to fluctuate and not actual um you know, the spending is going to keep them in there is pretty much what they're saying. So the markets are going bad, but, you know, I guess Trump won't have anything to brag about as that goes. Well, I'm actually, 
I'm actually buying, Jerome. I'm actually buying up what I can. I am, I'm buying and I'm buying. I'm buying up what I can right now. Mm-hmm. That's actually really smart. Yeah, really I'm smart. buying what I can. That wealthy people get bought, wealthy. I bought Warren Buffett stock. It, stock. I didn't bought all kind of stuff, man. You know, yeah, once I'm, goes I'm up, buying. Because you know it's going to mm-hmm. hit, but it's going to go back up. So if you buy low, yep. high, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely. Yep. <laughs> I think I think Vanessa <laughs> talked about that too, right? It's, it's time to buy. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah it's I, time. I, I, I would wait till closer to peak, but either way, it's a good time to buy. Now, you know, I wanted to say, uh, well, I won't, I won't go through LES um, comment yet, but the Democratic primary count as of today is Biden has 1,201 delegates and Sanders has 896. So that lead is still, still increasing, even though we haven't had any voting. The delegates... Like the outstanding delegates that are out there, there's only like 14 left in Florida, for example. But they're still calculating delegates from the races that have already run. So there's wow. maybe maybe 20 left. So Sanders is not going to catch up in 20. And um, I know some people have been calling for them to shut down that process, but I don't think it's necessary. I think that right. they they need to go through with it. But mm-hmm. uh, Biden is. Now, we won't go into the politics too much, but Biden is still putting his foot in it. And, you know, as far as, I know we haven't talked about, or nobody's talking about this in the wild, but everybody's trying to shape the narrative about why Biden won. And I want to say, for the record, they're all wrong. Like you said, LES, why are them fools on TV? They're on TV mm-hmm. telling you something. <laughs> they're not telling you what what is actually going on. So, anyway... Um, Biden is leading in the Republican count, and he looked more presidential when he came out for his victory speech than the guy who's actually sitting in there now. That dotard. I don't doubt it. Yeah. All right. All right now, so neo Nazis um, plan to weaponize the coronavirus. Like law enforcement documents suggest that white supremacists want to wage germ warf- warfare by leaving saliva on doorknobs at the FBI offices. Do you believe oh, that? Jesus. Wow. Yeah. What did they you wanna... say, Jerome? Repeat that, The white supremacists allegedly discussed plans to weaponize the uh, coronavirus by infecting non-whites and law enforcement through the use of spray bottles, lace items, or saliva. And they want to lick the door, leaving saliva on doorknobs at the FBI offices. That's what they're talking wow. about. Yeah. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah, those, wow. those, those <laughs> folks are committed. And, it's, you know, um, there's a video going out about somebody licking a handrail or something on a, sticking his finger in his mouth mm-hmm. and wiping it. There are people who are yeah. sick in this piece. So I think while all this is going on, we still have to remember that there are still some sick people. And so if you yeah. have to put somebody down, that you just have to. <laughs> you know, somebody yeah. like breathing in your wow. face on purpose, get to kick them. Mm-hmm. So, um, Jesus. New, yeah, New Hampshire governor ordered shoppers to go back to using the new plastic bags um, because reusable ones may spread the virus to grocers and customers. So, Chris mm. um, um ordered all grocery stores and retail stores to temporarily transition back to single-use plastic bags. 
paper or plastic bags, but the usable bags can can um, actually carry virus on them longer. Mm. Wow. Now, and mm-hmm. and ours takes effect, took effect, and it has a in New York State it took effect, and um, they temporarily had a, um, a whatever on it until April first. So they're cutting back on single-use plastic bags here, but. You know, looking at this, that makes perfect sense. You do not want to um, have people carrying it in their carry-on as they walk around and put it on their countertops and put it at the store and drop it on the floor. You need to probably be conscious of it. I know I will. Now, um, of the vacant housing units in uh, Dutchess County in New York, in New York State um, Law Enforcement Center and their jails and Poughkeepsie will turn into homeless shelters to combat the spread of COVID-19. So on Saturday, they announced an emergency order um, to use the previous vacant temporary housing units and repurpose those in need. The housing units can hold up to 100 homeless guests, 52 male and 48 female, and a guest who exhibit exhibit, um, symptoms of the virus will be held in a separate unit. So in New York State, um, they're definitely going around repurposing buildings now. And even some, they're talking about doing that on college campuses. When the college's students are gone, they're repurposing those as well. Wow. So, you know what, yep. man? We got a bunch of uh, vacant schools here in Gary, Indiana, man. And they could probably do something with those, man. And they, yeah. they, they just don't, man. They don't. That That's a hell of an idea, man. You know? Yeah. That is. Yep. And just like just like Vanessa has one of those centers close to her house, I have one that's pretty close too. It's about two minutes away, not even that far. Mm. That um, I saw them set up the temporary drive-through um, testing centers that's in the area. So yeah, they, the Army, the National Guard, like more than three thousand um, three hundred National Guard soldiers were deployed across twenty-eight states. And the Army Corps of Engineers mm-hmm. is to convert. I think 10,000 hotels and dorm rooms to hospitals in New York as the military expands its role um, during this outbreak. So the head of the U.S. National Guard said on Thursday that he expects that tens of thousands of National Guard troops could eventually be involved in efforts to deal with this um, crisis. So, like I was we telling said, Jay that role. same thing. But I was telling Jay that same Houston thing. He said, and they I believe it. They, they did what now? Vanessa? Houston has not shut down. I thought Jay was going to bring it up on the show. Houston, which is one of the largest cities in the country, is not shut down. Yeah, but the, the they're closing. They're closing yeah. stuff at six o'clock, or it's totally closed up, like restaurants you can only drive through or whatever. But Houston is not shut down, and that's just amazing to me. And different people have been talking about it. You know, what, are y'all crazy for getting out? Okay, well, we're staying close to home or staying in, but Houston is not shut down. Yeah, you know, Houston, We're not under quarantine. I, yeah, and this is not to say that it won't spread rapidly in Houston, but Houston, the the thing about Houston is Houston is spread out, just, just geographically spread out more than a place like New York City is. And that virus doesn't survive in the sunlight for long periods of time does really have to be in a controlled environment. So if it's indoors in a controlled um, environment, it lasts longer. So anything But over you know what? Houston has no sunlight. That's why I was telling people to take vitamin D 
Because in Houston, there's, it's been cloudy and raining for th- like two or three okay. days. So we don't have okay. any sunlight. Yeah. So, so yeah, but it, New York City's urgency is because you have 8 million people in New York City. And those housing complexes, people, I mean, there's thousands of people on top of each other. So they're, with mass transit and all of that, it spreads a whole lot quicker. That's why New York City is pretty much like double of what everybody else has because it can spread quicker in confined areas. But, yeah, they, they won't shut everything down in your city unless, um, you know, you cannot get separation. So they're just doing the separation as a precaution so that it spreads slower because it's still going to spread. They know it's going to spread. It's like the regular cold or flu, how they right. fluctuate. So they're just trying to keep people away from each other and getting used to being that way so that when it does hit your area, that that's not yep. foreign, then you're saying we need to separate. You need to practice and that think, now, even yeah, if I it's not in your area. I think you're absolutely right. And I also think, I'm listening to your governor, too, who says I don't have enough hospital beds. But I, I, I totally agree with you, Jerome, that um, I might not sound as serious or whatever in my voice, but I am very serious about what is going on because I know. But I think that the mayor is just giving everybody an opportunity to stock up on what it is they need so that it won't be as chaotic as it was last week. I personally live across the street from a police officer who says that it is going to shut down. And he's under quarantine because he just came back from Africa. So he has to stay in the house or in his property or whatever for the next two weeks for him to be able to get back on the streets because he knows they're going to shut the city down. But he, they are yeah. giving us an opportunity to go get paint and go get this and go get fabric or whatever so that we can get ready to hunker down. But right now, it could be thousands of people in Houston that have it, but we wouldn't know it. Because the tests aren't really here. And it's yeah. a test on here, so it's not enough tests because this idiot did not get the test in January because he said, oh, it's going to pass. Wait till summer yeah. comes. Any city that has an international airport, um, you know, it could have, it's, it's been here for a while. Um, the um, um, COVID-19, it's technically the 19th version of COVID, right? So there are other versions of it that's been in our cold and flu epidemics for for a long time this is not new it's just that this version is new so it's a mutated version of the covid that's already been out there so yeah we know that it's there and like i said some people have had it and already have built immunity to it some people haven't and um, they know it's just going to spread so yeah we're going to go on lockdown but just like in new york state we are on lockdown pretty much but all the grocery stores are open Restaurants can open. You can't sit in any place. You can only order takeout. You can go to, you know, a hardware store and all that stuff. And we are really under lockdown. Um, And we'll probably go to some type of curfew at some point, you know, like um, midnight to five or something, just to stop bars from attempting to open or something. But it won't be so rich because people have to travel. We have essential personnel that's working, people who work at hospitals people who have to go to the hospital so they won't close everything down because it's not smart to do and and governor cuomo is right about that that's why he was so hesitant even when new york city mayor said shut everything down he said you can't because if you shut everything down in new york people are going to run to new jersey or run across the bridge to connecticut so we have to watch the traveling because we're not we're never going to Set out roadblocks on interstates to tell you can't go to another state. We're just not that kind of country, and the country's too big. So we're trying to self-quarantine or self-separate 
a little bit and um, just try to curb how bad it is. Wow. Okay, yeah, and so um, New Jersey becomes the fifth state to order a complete lockdown for their millions of residents to um, to slow the spread. So um, the governor, Phil Murphy, said he will definitely be infected, and we all will, is what he said. And he signed an executive order yesterday mandating all non-essential retail businesses to close their stores and almost all state residents to stay home. I mean, wow. like I said, and, and, you know, the country's big, so there's some rural areas that you don't really need to do that. There are people who live in big enough, you know, developments that they're not even near their neighbors. So it's not that, again, the people who have essential services, like healthcare workers who are working 48-hour shifts, they need to go to the grocery store and get something to eat. When they get home, they need to have food. So they're never going to shut everything down. We're just trying to reduce the amount of contact that you have with other individuals. That's it. Yeah. Now, Ilsa, All right, Joel, we have time for one more story, man. Okay, Ilsa's Elba's wife, Sabrina, has tested positive for the um, uh, coronavirus a week after her husband. She defended her decision to isolate together following the diagnosis. She said that she wanted to be with him, and she claims, and claims she felt the um, instinct of a wife to take care of him is what she said. So hmm. the couple... Uh, open up about being quarantined in New Mexico, where he's filming his um, his latest film was in production. Oh, shout out oh. to them! And I'm not mad at her. Who was that? That's Ilgis Elba's wife, Sabrina. She, okay. she just tested okay. positive after he did a week ago. Okay. She said she wanted to leave. Wow, that's good wow. stuff, man. That's Way that's to end it right on time. Yeah, that's how it's done. All right, it's time for our final thoughts, ladies. And first, Vanessa, final thoughts. My final thoughts in the midst of all of us staying and God slowing us down, everybody is always so busy, including me. But he's, he's slowing this country down because he wants us to turn our eyes to him and to pay attention to him and what he's saying to us to listen. And I just think that there, this is now a time that if you're not a praying person, you might be an atheist or whatever, or whoever it is that you believe in, this is the time that you need to be talking to that person for the country. We all pray for our families, but we now need to really pray for our country because we're not being led and I personally just need to listen to Como because he is the governor of New York in that area because he seems like he's on the perfect road on helping us. And they should take notes from him. So I'm just listening to him because whatever he implements, hopefully they will implement it for us. So um, after I pick up meds tomorrow, I will be staying in the house regardless of what the mayor does. So everybody stay healthy and stay safe. And stay prayed up because this is a praying time. So Lord wants us to listen to His word. So y'all have a safe and healthy week. I love all of y'all. Appreciate it, Vanessa. Appreciate it. All right, ninety seconds out. Uh, Johnny D, man, final thoughts. To all, uh, I, again, I appreciate the opportunity to come on the, the, the podcast each week. Um, for me, it really is about what we don't know. Uh, 
and we should really educate ourselves and take it serious. But I'm praying for everyone, as I always do. Keep me and my family in prayer, and God bless. And hopefully, if it's his will and our purpose, we will get together next week and talk facts, talk politics, talk the world. Absolutely. Let's get ready, man. Look for look for a serious ending uh, because it, we're, we're less than a minute out, and you know what happens after you go into overtime. That thing gets wild, and I got kicked out. So anyway, mm-hmm. all right, uh, Jerome, man, final thoughts. Oh, really quickly, I want to say shout out to Kathleen, and we should take her words in the heat. While we're going through this crisis and you're at home, figure out what the new economy is going to look like. You, If you want to write that book, write that book. If you want to do something else, do something now and get it in your head because it is going to get better, and you need to, we all need to be prepared. And on that note, we need to do something and have more social connection. I didn't read the story that says that people are going to go through depression and anxiety, but um, I suggest that they puts out that Wednesday show again, but that's just me. Everybody take good, take it easy, and have a good week. They get on it. It's interesting you say that, Jerome. I actually listened to a show uh, this past Thursday. I listened to a Wednesday show. I was, I mean, I listened to it from beginning to end. It was, uh, <laughs> it lifted my spirits up, man. So who knows? Uh, it was really a good show. Oh wow! I, it's funny you say that. Wow. Interesting. All right, man. The man gets the first and last word here on the serious side. The one and only Mr. L to the E to the S, man. Final thoughts. Look, folks, get out and vote. If you don't get out and vote, you don't have a voice. So get out and vote because if you don't get out and vote, you're going to get more of the same thing that you got, unpreparedness. Look, look, look at what people are looking for now. People are looking at Como now because he's a, because they need that type of leadership in place. The leadership we got in place now is a complete idiot. So get out and vote, folks. If you don't get out and vote, you don't have a voice. And, Johnny, most definitely I'm praying for your family. And, Vanessa, I love you too, baby, because I'm praying for you as always. All right. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Yeah. What about me and Jerome, man? Do we get some prayers and love, too? Oh, well, I mean, just goes, for those two. Come on, You know, that goes without saying. You know how I feel about Jerome, but you, Jay, I'm kind of like, you know, wow, you know. And Marianne and music, most definitely, baby. You know, shouts out to you. I'm praying you get home safely, you know, because you've always lifted all the spirits up on this show. So, you know, Marianne and music, I, I, I pray you get home safe. I hope everything is okay with you. I have a godson in Italy, so I know I'm, I, I got that feeling that you're going to be okay, dog. All right. Well, like my distinct colleagues have said, these guys are, uh, they are just, aren't they the best? I mean, aren't you so happy that you have the ability to hear from these people every Sunday? I mean, where else can you get this type of information on a Sunday morning? You tell me. I'll sit back and wait. Because I'm here to tell you that what we do every Sunday is we give you our opinion. We tell you the facts. We try to make sure that you're informed. And, yeah, I receive a lot of hate stuff throughout the week. There's no doubt about it because there are those people out there in America who are really stupid and ridiculous, who's trying to shut us down, don't want us to say what we have to say. Think about it. If somebody has a problem with something that you're saying, they're trying to mute your voice. What does that say about them? But most importantly, what does that say about you if you allow that to happen? You have to stand for what you stand for. You have to believe what you believe. And at the end of the day, it's all going to be good. Like the pastor said, you know, we need to be celebrating. We need to be uplifting the name of God. We need to be doing what we do because this is some serious stuff that we're going through. 
This is no joke, folks. And for those kids out there in Miami who's messing around and playing around and doing all that nonsense, you guys need to be ashamed of yourselves. Because now studies are telling us, hey, guess what? Old people are not the only ones who are being affected by this. Matter of fact, just not too long ago, a guy that was like 30-some years old died from the coronavirus. So, that, you know, you guys, listen, you may think you run through brick walls and you think you can jump through hoops and do all these different things, but guess what? When you cut, we all bleed the same color. So at the end of the day, take care of yourselves. Take care of your families. And pray for our president. Pray for him. Because regardless of whether you voted for this idiot or not, he is still our president, and we want this guy to be successful. Now, that sounds crazy because if he's successful, that means he could probably win re-election. But at the end of the day, we have to do what's in the best interest for our family. If President Trump was a successful president, guess what? I would be the first one to say that he is. But also, I'm the first one to say it. I'm not the first one and the only one. He's an idiot. He is ill-prepared. He is the greatest con man in American history. I have never seen a con man con himself all the way to the presidency of the United States. And that's exactly what he's done. People have said, oh, you know, Donald Trump, he's a political genius. He's a political genius because he can see the forecast. No, he's not. He's He's a liar. He's a pathological liar. He started planting the seeds for the 2016 election because he didn't think he was going to win. So he started saying, okay, the election is rigged, but he won. All of a sudden, it's not rigged. Now he started planting the seeds. Oh, well, you know, I've you know, got the greatest economy of all time. No, he did not. I walked into a mess. No, he did not. What Barack Obama walked into was a mess. This guy walked into, uh, into uh, Saks Fifth Avenue because the trend lines were going up anyway. Come on, folks. You can't be this ignorant. I I refuse to believe folks that we have interacted with for years could be this ignorant. You can't be. I refuse to believe it. You got to be smarter than this. Don't believe what your lion eyes are telling you. That's what he wants you to do. So sad, so sad. And on that note, Mr. Elias, if it's Sunday and we're talking serious stuff, what time is it, my friend? It's time for the serious side of the Jay Rao Show. I tell you what, it's, I, I bring so much joy for us to bring this information to you every Sunday. You guys just don't know. We like doing what we do. So, for Vanessa, for Johnny, for Jerome, for Mr. Elias, I'm Jay Rao saying have a wonderful work week. And remember, if it's Sunday and we're talking serious stuff, it is the serious side. Stay safe, do the right thing, and we'll see you back here next Sunday. Take care, y'all.